Are you guys good to go slash ready slash whatever? Yeah, I'm yeah. lubed and goosed. Ew, gross. <laughs> I hate it, but I... But the, my front is lubed and my back is goosed. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, God. Wait a minute. But, like, why would you... Why would no, you only lube the front? It. You lube the front goose. <laughs> Are you doing, like, one of those, like, slip and slides like I put in the, in the yard when I was a kid? Is that what I'm talking like, about? Don't define I'm it. I'm talking about having a goose in my butt. <laughs> And also a straight up lubed up <laughs> for whatever happened. <laughs> oh, oh! I'm talking about no metaphors. Oh, thank God! Thank God we have other stuff to use for the cold open. <laughs> My name is Mr. Sour Pickle. They are the visionaries. Rappling hood. It's all about helping people. Hold up with people. Oh, you're getting on my nerves, horse. We can't ever go back to Arizona. I need How did JFK get my spaghetti video? To help them fight Mondragor. You guys, welcome back to Saturday Morning Tuesdays, the adult podcast about children cartoons. I'm your host, Rory. I'm Andy. And I'm Austin. We are still here. <laughs> we didn't disappear. The era of 2020 has come and gone. The, well, we've, we've survived the culling. Yes, I mean <laughs> theoretically, if you're hearing this in 2021, we it might have... be on a radio from the sort of like you know <laughs> from the, your bunker, uh-huh. yeah, from the junkyard you live in now. You know, <laughs> some we... sort of pirate radio playing Sad Out Tuesdays for the survivors. <laughs> the only entertainment that's left. See, the only thing that didn't get bombed out. <laughs> Somehow it's these three pieces of shit and their horrible cartoon show. <laughs> no, no. I Too think... good to cancel, not important enough to remember. Hell yeah. I love that. That's a, that's a sweet spot for media. That's, that yep. way no one's checking in on you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's 2021, thank God. And uh, we have, well, I imagine, you know, the, the, this this bell has gone unrung for a while, and we decided we were going to take the month of January to just kind of manhandle that bell. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, uh, we, we, we talked about the apocalyptic year that we've just survived, and it was it was not a great—we we started our, our Patreon at the very end of 2019. We had mm. a couple good months, and then as it turned out, not the most, uh, I would say— uh, <laughs> Not the most prescient year to be asking people for their for their hard earned dollars. Right. So we sort and of that know. let it sleep. That Patreon was a bust. Far from it. No, we've actually worked on it really anyway. Enjoying Patreon and, and yeah. having a really sort of healthy core group of folks that uh yes. have been enjoying it, voting on our polls. Thank you yeah. for doing but if that. You, but if you hadn't oh heard us shaking our hat in the streets for extra coins, that would be the reason. Yep. Right. The reason was twenty twenty stopped being a good time <laughs> a good time to ask people for their money. And yeah. so we were, right. Yeah, so so we we have we've we've held off, but uh, we want to remind you. Uh, this is I I, I guess I want to I want to I want to shape this a little bit. It's a brand new dawn. Yes, Emperor there... Elect Joseph Biden has uh, <laughs> assumed the throne. <laughs> well, I wanna I wanna just I wanna say this out out front. We do like having the money. It helps us do more things. Oh, it's like really obviously. Nice. It's super nice. Like, like you are supporting a very small outfit. There are four of us now. There are only four people making really pirate radio content for you. And uh, some extra dollars help, especially when I haven't had work since March. So, like, th- uh, that angle, yes, that exists. 
I want to also just really point out, we have a fuckload of fun making the content for the Patreon. Yes. It's yeah, and so there's a great fun. amount of stuff. And there will be even more coming yeah. in 2021. Yes. It's one of those things, right, where the the show is, as much as, as we can say this without uh, a, um, I think, without, <laughs> without any irony, the show mm-hmm. is a brand. We can't just, we've told you what Saturday Morning Tuesdays is. It can't just go be something else every week. Yeah. But uh, Patreon's no holds bars, man. We can do, <laughs> we can do what we want over there. Yeah, it's a little more experimental. Uh, at the end of this past year, we started a new podcast with my buddy Shane. So Rory, Shane, and I do the Infinite Backlog. Oh, now, I thought you were so. talking about Council of Dads, the Council of <laughs> Council of Dads. <laughs> yeah, we well, Council also... of Dads was canceled, so we can't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, we had to cancel Council of Council of Dads last year, which is just such a big fucking, like, if 2020 wasn't bad enough. I we, know. Lost, I wanna... we lost and Luli I... and her, her, her writing <laughs> scholarships and shit. Uh, yeah, no, but we, we have a new Marvel podcast, so there's two podcasts on our, for lack of a better word, network. Network? That feels gross to say. Oh, yeah. We're not a network. This isn't Maximum Fun, but this is the Maximum Fun drive of of SMT podcasts. Uh, so we're going to kind of lean into it this month. Yeah. And the important thing to know is that we took a couple weeks off, uh, of like recording the regular show. So if you are not a Patreon subscriber, what you will see this month is an episode this week. Uh, a week off next week, an episode in the third week, and a week off the fourth week. After that, it's smooth sailing. What they say are on the outer rim of the former United States, <laughs> bi-weekly. Yes. Uh-huh. Bi-weekly. Uh, yeah, or pan-weekly. It sort of depends <laughs> on... Um, you know, Your relationship with time? It's, a semantic, it's mostly semantics, right? But Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, yeah, so the we we almost never take time off. For no. ourselves, we, you know, it's kind of amazing how we've had an, a largely undisrupted release cycle. In fact, we release more than 52 episodes a year. Yeah, we do. Uh, with yeah. Bonus sextra stuff here and there. So yeah, it sounded like you said sextra stuff. Bonus sextra stuff. Yeah. <laughs> the Patreon gets a little wild, you guys. Uh, <laughs> what's fun? What's fun? Here's a fun thing for you guys to know. We aren't actually skipping those weeks technically because on those off weeks this month, there will be Patreon bonus episodes. We're getting two out this month. So if you join us at our $5 tier and above, and we will talk about our tiers here in a second, but at our $5 tier and above, you won't miss weeks this month. You'll get two fun weeks where we're going to watch The Owl House. And uh, I'm really excited about that. I know next to nothing about it. I've seen the trailer. I mean, if we want to share a little bit about how the sausage gets made. Yeah, tell me about sausage. I mean, uh, we looked up some... Cartoons from 2020, some some things you may have missed while the Earth was imploding <laughs> on itself. Yeah. Uh, um, and we watched the trailers and sort of made an executive decision about what seemed most interesting to us in that framework. Uh, yeah. There were, yeah. There and, were a few contenders. You know, we get a lot of requests for more modern shows that are popular, and we love watching a lot of those modern shows. They are not always perfect for our format. No. Right, exactly. Tough the more serialized and the more like intensely quality a show gets, <laughs> the better uh, a show is. You might the say better. Some might say better. <laughs> yes. Uh, but especially more serialized, like a lot of cartoons are now, it is yeah. so much harder to get a representative sample like we do for this show. Uh, yeah. you know, you see one episode of dinosaurs and you basically kind of know what's going on. 
and, yeah, that and, then, gives and then us... you spend way too many more weeks watching more episodes of Dino right. Sausage. Yes, just to confirm it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but we get a good slice of the pie. Science uh, is yeah. about being meticulous. Uh-huh. It is. Repeatable yeah. experiments. Now, okay, so let's 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 actually break this one down a little bit. So every, Absolutely. every we have four tiers now. We've added a new tier. So if you already sort of know about our Patreon, just kidding. You kind of don't. We got new stuff. So we love every tier. If you can only join us at our first tier, which is a dollar a month, we still fucking love you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at a dollar a month, you get to vote on the polls that we regularly put out that decide what uh, many of our special one-off episodes are going to be about. We've kind of punted that to the community now, so or our Patreon community. So uh, you get to vote on those, and we will shout out your name live on one of these episodes. Yeah. Uh, we promise which we will do that. I always like to highlight, because the voting thing is... It has been recently kind of a people pleaser, or not people pleaser, I should say, like kind of a crowd pleaser. We, mm-hmm. we, we've sort of done our best to set up a, a randomizer where, uh, we don't pick the year, we don't pick, uh, and then we just leave it to polls. And yeah, we, we've, uh, somehow we keep getting really good years and, and, and watching <laughs> stuff that, you know, people are excited about. But I think the point of doing it this way was to, allow for things that we wouldn't ever have picked ourselves to get on yeah, the show absolutely yeah. uh-huh, it, uh-huh. it's fun it's fun to have other people kind of like take that take the reins on the on the decision making process because yeah. you know we have a flavor i know we do yeah Rory and andy I, have a specific flavor <laughs> we're more similar than a uh than i think a, a, a better show would have a little more diversity in its host and we've yeah. chosen to reject that theory and do it anyway <laughs> well yeah we'll just say that every vote counts definitely it does yeah yeah um, yeah so more than ever Austin, why don't you tell us about the $5 tier, the sort of meat and potatoes of our Patreon? Oh, boy. Uh, The $5 tier is going to be a real, like, plate of the basics, you know? This is going (laughs) to give you all of the stuff you had before. You get the vote. You get the shout out. uh, But now you also get early episodes released Mm -hmm. uh, on Saturday before Tuesday. Why wait? Do it while you're putzing around the house. You're not going anywhere. (laughs) Uh, you might not be driving to work anymore, but at least uh, you can play this while you're doing dishes. Yeah, but yeah, but you you might be driving with your you know your crew of road warriors to the next <laughs> to the next fire pit, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and maybe you've got one of those Bluetooth uh, Bluetooth uh, CD players. You know, you got Podcast. any more of that pirate radio? Uh, I mean, I and, and I want to I want to call this one out. If you're uh, if you're sort of thinking about this and and being like, oh, cool, I'll just get like a download link, and then I'll have to like figure out how to get it onto my device or whatever. Uh, Patreon's really cool about this. There's like a, a custom RSS feed that Patreon makes with just the stuff you have access to that you can subscribe on your normal podcast apps just like any other podcast. Uh, it's really quite awesome. So you can, it's a, it's a feed called SMT Nights and it's just as easy as anything else. So it's really yeah, dope. If you, if you were meticulous, if you were being, you know, really meticulous, you would just delete SMT and use the SMT Nights RSS and notice yeah, no yeah. difference. Uh, yep. Well, the difference being the extra episodes, but no. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, Rory, no, you, mentioned, ep- you mentioned extra episodes. Do we get bonus content at the five dollar tier? Yeah, from time to time, man. When we, when we, whenever we do things that are just for Patreon, the five dollar tier is included in uh, everything we make for that platform. That's oh, right, baby. And that that has has proven to be a, a an, an interesting little spot. We kind of watch weird shit. This this month, we're watching incredibly new shit. 
uh, even we did we even did a video. We might do more video stuff in the future where we made Rory get sorted into his Hogwarts house live with us, which was <laughs> excruciating. <laughs> yeah, it was very upsetting for Rory and pleasing for for me and Austin. And uh, yeah, so it's a it's an interesting chunk of content, and I'm excited to kind of explore what we want to do with it this year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's okay. a really good tier. But you know what's even better Ooh. is the tier right above it. <gasps> At the eight dollar tier, I'm overacting. I'm sorry. <laughs> at the eight dollar tier, you get uh, absolutely nothing, uh, and <laughs> that we is mean not that true with, anymore. <laughs> uh, that is that's true. It is it is uh, that is to say, Andy is right. There is something at the eight dollar tier. Before it used to be a thank you, but it was mm-hmm. kind of mostly a you know, it was a prestige tier. Is the prestige tier if if you make if you make Wall Street money and you just want to let it be known, <laughs> if you want to let the world know that you give eight dollars to podcasting. Uh, then that was that was the place we spent we we built for you to just mm-hmm. you know toss your gold coin toss your gold coins down our dark wet well. <laughs> and I gotta be honest, was not uh, was not expecting that to be one of our more popular tiers. I know People you like- guys are crazy. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so we have uh, we we give out like a little a re- a recorded like personal thank you message. Uh, but we've added a new thing this year because we've added <gasps> Shane. What? So Shane is a part of our whole crew now. And Shane likes to draw. That's magic hands. He's got those magic hands. And if you didn't already know this, I don't. I try not to talk about it too much because it feels gross. But like Shane and oh, I, we stream on we're Twitch. We're doing cross-pollination this year, baby. 2021. <laughs> we need to yeah. dip, dip in your beak in every, in every one of our wells. <laughs> Yeah, so Shane and I have a have a, a streaming channel where we uh, on Twitch called Shandy Town, where we play video games and, and make fun of each other, and it's a lot of fun. And we're kind of wrapping in a little bit of that in here. So here's what's going to happen, and this will bleed into the eleven dollar tier a little bit too. So every month, probably in the first week of the month, Shane and I, and whether or not Austin and Rory are available, we'll see what happens. Uh, we're going to get on, and Shane is going to live stream him drawing a 5x7 postcard size piece of art. Shane and is committed to doing a postcard. We're going to do our best to make a stream happen, but it's, it's, yes. that is, uh, that, that's, that's kind of technically a technically we'll tricky. We'll make what happen. We'll see what happens there, but. We're going to try and do it. We're going to stream live him drawing uh, an exciting postcard. If you're there in the chat with us, maybe you can help him decide what's on it. And if you're at the $8 tier, you'll get the finished piece of digital art. And uh, assuming we can keep making this happen, you'll get like a time-lapse video of him drawing it, which is really cool. It's cool. We already have one. Yeah. If you've ever gotten if you've ever gotten like an Evite to a wedding or something, you're going to get that. You're going to get a postcard yeah. in, the, in the email. Yeah, it's really nice. And yeah, Austin points out we do have one of those. We did a we did a digital only postcard uh it for December, which turned out really great. I love this piece of art. So it's good. nice. Yeah. Uh and but now starting this month and for every month moving forward until we realize it was a horrible idea and we change it, but I'm pretty sure it's gonna work out great. He uh, wants Shane, to do it. We had he to, wants to constantly do it. reiterate Shane. Well, he, you, he, you he have lives an out. In a, you don't have need, to do this. He lives in a mailbox, so his so his his uh <laughs> His offer is... He's like a is... borrower. <laughs> He's like a borrower. <laughs> he sleeps yeah. under the postage stamps. So at the $11 tier, that's our highest and most and most gold-dipped uh, leaf. <laughs> most brand uh, newest tier. Uh, you get everything we've mentioned so far, and then we'll also send you real mail. Assuming, <laughs> of course, that this isn't... The plot of the postman returns, uh, and that we're not Mad the, Maxing out there. <laughs> no, the, 
<laughs> that he is not some sort of you know last bastion of human civilization right. in a world in a world that has fallen into darkness uh if if the mail continues as 2021 i'm assured uh don't riot don't panic keep your job go to work pay taxes um and then as a reward we'll send and you then a, as physical a reward, postcard and as a reward we will give you a postcard for upholding uh society as we know it damn Your right reward from us and that will have the art that he drew live on our stream on it uh and then i think i'm gonna speak for shane he's gonna write a silly message to you and uh you, he will mail it to you and you'll get to sort of amass a growing collection of physical smt postcards and i think it's really fun i'm really excited about it i was it. unclear I hope if he's on writing that. one mm-hmm. message for everybody, or he's he might, a, he might. But we'll see. We'll see. I don't want. I don't want to give people. <laughs> wait a minute. So bad wait a minute. Let's a, just tell everyone that it's Shane different. will give you a handcrafted <laughs> message, and if he doesn't know you personally, he will go see a psychic and get kind of a little insight before writing your note. Yeah. Uh, so that's our that's our Patreon in a nutshell. Uh, we could go into more detail, but I, I feel like we'd run the risk of having this whole episode be about it. But there's one other thing that I want to make sure we talk about, which is that. Uh, we've also sort of cross-pollinated our Patreon and a Discord that we've created now. And we're really hopeful that this this year we can try and get everyone who listens to come hang out with us and, like, send us horrible memes and stuff on this Discord. Because I think it'd yeah, be a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, if you're a and- Patreon subscriber or whatever, you, uh, you'll get cu- uh, little special colors. And maybe we'll come up with some other bonuses for you uh, if you link yeah, your account We'd up. love to have more things to do on Discord. It's kind of hard when we're the only ones there, like... <laughs> Just yelling at it, yelling into the cave. <laughs> but we're yeah, not. So I mean, we, we do have some really cool people. We are not the only ones in there. I, and I don't mean to suggest we don't. What I mean is, as the community <laughs> grows, the ability to do cool things with Discord also grows. Yeah, yeah totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So so we, we totally invite you to come hang out with us on Discord. There are links in the description of this episode to our Patreon, to our website, to Discord, to all the stuff. So all you got to do is just kind of open your podcatcher or whatever and swipe down and be like, oh, look, and you can just get right on up in there. And we would love yeah. it if you did. If not, you can you can type in SMT podcasts on Discord. Uh, mm-hmm. and find us that way. You can also do SMT podcasts on Patreon as well. Yep. Um, oh, yeah. SMT, you know, is kind of, yeah, we have to, you know, rebrand a little bit to incorporate yeah. the other show, uh, Infinite Backlog. And, and you know, so. God, uh, which is so fun. If you guys haven't at least given us a, a, a try, that show is turning out so much fun for us to do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm uh, just a listener and I'm having a great time listening. So <laughs> uh, they're doing a great job and you should definitely check them out. Um, look, we got to move. We got to pull the record. Let's, yeah. let's talk enough about that. And yeah, now talk more about our episodes today. You guys, we did. So I will, I'm going to tease it for just a second longer before I reveal it. So this is a okay. show we do our very best. It has not been always successful. And I'm sure we've probably even mentioned this show from time to time. Mm-hmm. We do our best not to sort of mention, uh, you know, uh meta like things that there's no reasonable expectation a listener of our show wouldn't be familiar with now you could argue there is a reasonable expectation but we didn't watch it on the show we do our best to kind of keep our to not just talk about everything we've seen that isn't pertinent to the show saturday morning tuesdays right yeah because you know how much you love reference humor you know how good (laughs) reference humor is um but then the other thing is this is a show and because so because we do our best to not constantly reference something we haven't watched on SMT. 
there's been a little bit of a little white lie happening. This is a show mm-hmm. that's really deeply important, I think, all three of us. Yes. Uh, and the longer we went having not watched it and not talking about it started to be kind of odd. And it's a show yeah. that sort of, it defies quantifiability in the format of our show, as Austin talked about, like with, you know, with new shows, there's, yeah. it's tricky. There's a reason this I brought is, that up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, if we don't want to watch every episode of this show, picking what we do and don't watch for how long is sort of mercurial. And right. Yeah. Because we like to feel like we're laying out a watch guide for our listeners. I mean, and, if we have context or for the show, or right? at least yeah, most not of the time representing the show, right? Sure. Right. Most most of the time, we're hacking through the Amazon with machetes, going like, "What the fuck did we get ourselves into?" But uh-huh. when we kind of know something going in, we try and yeah, like accurately represent what you're gonna get. Yes. So, uh, so Rory, what are we watching today? This is week one of our Gravity Falls arc, and we have decided. <laughs> Mm. We've decided it would be sort of too masturbatory to to linger on it, you know, exceedingly long. Um, right. yeah. There's just no way to give you a reasonable cross section of the show. That's why it's been this long. Um, we're gonna kind of g- just give you, um, I guess, what you could call a little spice blast of the first season, <laughs> like just a just a Boom. just a blast of paprika, like the good just one the of good stuff that makes bams. Yeah. yeah, just a bam, just to live <laughs> in this world a little bit. Yeah, because we're probably not even going to get to your favorite episode of this show. We can't. I mean, we can't. No. We, because everybody's we can't. every episode is somebody's favorite episode. There's right. the myth arc episodes. It's two seasons long. It's it's a show like we just can't do it all, and we nope. didn't have a good idea of how to how to right. better provide something that was useful as a listener. But that being like, hey, said, there are a lot of points where people who are just starting Gravity Falls could fall off. Um, mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. early season one episodes, they might just think, ah, it was fine. I, I don't know. I dropped off around episode three or whatever. Absolutely. It, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't, uh, it doesn't demand you, uh, continue. It, it's, it's, it's not, uh, apathetic to it, but it's like, you're not getting cliffhangers. You're not getting sort of sensationalism. It's, uh, it's a sleepy show a little bit at first. It's not sleep. It's a cartoon, but you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Well, and it ha- it has that sort of uh, season one of a show that, you know, you- you're sort of dipping a toe in going, do people like this? Should we commit to Myth Arc right now? Or should we wait a season and then do what we really want to do in season two? Uh-huh. And, you know, it sort of it sort of dangles you for a second. And which is why we can find a few episodes that don't seem to need extra context and, and, yeah. and watch them in a couple of weeks. Uh, also, God damn it, we got through 2020 and we deserve a little comfort food. So, you know what? Yeah. If you don't like this, this fuck you. This is for us. <laughs> this is a show I had, I had put off. I think I'm, now that I'm thinking of it, I may have finished it before Andy. Certainly not before Austin. It's not a competition. But chronologically, <laughs> chron- I, I'm, tra- I'm trying to lay out the chronology because I finished this show when I left the Pacific Northwest for the first time mm. for real. And. Right. It kicked my ass at the very end. Uh, not, not, not without yep. giving away anything about the ending. Just like this is a show that always sort of ex- expressly is about a summer vacation in the PNW, and that's what yep. you get by the end of it—a vacation that's over. Mm-hmm. And right, oh, God, it's so good. I, I want to, I want to get in. Can we get in? Let's get I think into let's it. Let's dive right in.
Well, everybody, welcome back to our Patreon show. Uh, we're going to talk about, you know what? Let's spend this this half hour segment talking about just the $1 tier. Uh, that sounds good, right? When you talk about how good the $1 tier, we've got some live interviews from people who have the oh, what's $1 that? tier. Was that Snipers? You have him uh, You have oh. him in your sights now? You've got to take the shot. Take the shot. Hold on. All right. We're going to talk about Gravity Falls instead. Uh, okay, thank God. Changing. I'm going to tell all of, our, all of our great... $1 patrons who are ready to give live interviews on uh, what it's like to be a $1 patron. Uh, <laughs> next time, uh, we'll come back to you. Um, but in the meantime, let's talk about episode one of Gravity Falls, season one. This is called Tourist Trapped. And here's the synopsis. Two fraternal twins, Dipper and Mabel Pines, arrive at the remote town of Gravity Falls to spend their summer break with their great uncle Stan, Grunkle Stan. Uh, but a mysterious journal hidden in the forest found by Dipper reveals the town's strange and uncanny secrets to the duo. And Dipper tries to save Mabel from her strange new boyfriend, who appears to be a zombie, but is actually something much stranger. Yeah. There is a thing that is often said about this show, and I don't. I don't love it, but it does neatly encapsulate why anyone would care to watch, which is that it's kind of Twin Peaks for kids. And Interesting. Uh-huh. I think that yeah. there is I think that there is a an angle where that's true. Yes. Uh, it's, I, I mean, we could we there's there's an element of like none of the writers involved in the, I think, major Northwesty shows, which to me would be. So X-Files is not a Northwesty show, but episode one of X-Files is in Oregon. And I don't right, think that's right. an accident. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, Twin Peaks, Northern Exposure. There's there's a feeling. There's a feeling. Alan Wake. That I, uh, yeah, Alan, Alan Wake. Alan is Wake. John right. Doe. Grey's Anatomy. Twilight. <laughs> Twilight. Um, uh, there's a game called Life is Strange that's also in the Pacific Northwest about weird, mysterious things. You know, it's just it's it's a I, place. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder what the who, chicken and the egg is with Sasquatch and and Bigfoot and that sort of thing. You know what I mean? Like, is that why? Like, like, is there a is it, is it because that's sort of like a northwesterny kind of myth? Well, or? It, it's 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 multiple fold, and we're going to be going into the into the into the weeds of something that's not literally the context of our show. Um, the I don't think that the that um, the majority of Bigfoot hunters are in the Northwest. What we have is a preserved forest big enough that a population, you not unlike the Congo. You know, with its with its like deep apes, the deep mm-hmm. apes. Um, <laughs> it, it's not unfathomable that a that a Bigfoot, if one were to be discovered, would be here. Right, right. So yeah, I I I I like it. My experience growing up in the Pacific Northwest has been decidedly not supernatural, but I love <laughs> yeah. that we have this weird reputation. <laughs> I do too. Uh, so you were talking about the style of the show. I think it's interesting. Because tonally, it's definitely not Twin Peaks. Um, mm-hmm. mo- in, it, it has like a coat of Twin Peaks paint on it. Yeah. But I'm trying to articulate. I've been trying to articulate for a long time what kind of there was an aspect of Gravity it. Falls that that from the beginning kind of actually set me off a little bit. Hmm. Um, yeah. In trying to understand the tone and the writing style of it, because in a lot of ways, it is actually a little more of it's like family guy for kids in a lot of yeah, ways 
I, I don't disagree. Huh. The first season, I, I, I'm not sure I would specifically say Family Guy, but the first season is kind of a cartoon first and anything else second. Not all the well, time, but yeah, I mean, what I mean, what I mean by Family Guy is that it is a show that takes swings. It is a show yeah. that has cold opens that end in jokes. It is a show yeah. that does cutaway gags. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it is, I think, very singular among a lot of other kid shows and modern kid shows that very clearly from its style is written by adults, like kind of with a, with an adult sense of humor. And that doesn't mean poopy, poopy, pee, poo, poo. It means like, like the sophistication of like, we trust that you'll find this funny because you can follow along with us. Mm -hmm. So what you'll find, I think you have to sort of uh, transpose a lot of the, the sort of metaphor and visual motifs and stuff. This is Star Trek. This is sort of cut and paste, not cut and paste, like to, not that sounds diminutive, but like this is a show that is going to take a theme or a human condition or a uh, sort of social topic and mm-hmm. it's going to put it into a sci-fi or fantasy context and explore it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In a, in a yeah. cartoon. And I guess, you know, already you can tell like it's a jumble of things. It is a lot of things and I think it is still kind of figuring out what its tone is and what sort of weird frankenstein this is of of um other shows that you've watched uh Mm -hmm. that you're kind of trying to place like what it is and what it's trying to be and what what kind of its own voice is and i think when i said something set me off about it it's it's weird right because it's like on one hand these are really good jokes on the other hand i'm watching this on disney xd and i'm kind Mm -hmm. of trying to figure out where to set my barometer yeah yeah Yeah, because walt Walt, it feels like took a turn a blind a eye to this a little bit. Uh-huh. Yeah, like like the the, the, <laughs> the sort of essence of Walt could not couldn't see <laughs> couldn't see what couldn't see Gravity Falls. It was, uh-huh. uh, yeah. yeah, and yeah. It, this show this show is made by a guy named Alex Hirsch who uh, really cemented his place in in modern animation with this show and has really stuck around and and become and kind he sort of, of a, skyrocketed out of nowhere. Right, he did yeah. a little animation. Yeah. He did a little animation before the show and then dropped a show. Yeah, it's. It's like it's such a big splash, and you know now I love I love him, and he's great on Twitter, and he's <laughs> he like does voices on other cartoons, and I can always tell it's him, and I love it, and I don't know. So it's it's an odd it's an odd thing. It really just it it got me so fast. Uh-huh. Uh, and you would and you would uh, I guess I all of this meandering reinforces how hard it was for us to decide when and. When to do this show and how many episodes like what? Yeah. Yeah. It really aggressively defies definition. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's also like so perfectly crafted. I mean, Alex Hirsch is is a little older than we are, I think. But a little. Yeah. Still, he still like feels very much in our generation with our style of humor. Yeah, well, and, and he he was a big fan of Homestar Runner. That's that's exactly what I was just going to bring is, it up. There's yeah. no there's no other piece of media that feels like it graduated from the Homestar from Runner Homestar school. Academy. Yeah, yeah. the Homestar yeah. Academy for off the wall what the like the just the, the like strangely twee but intelligent humor of Homestar mm-hmm. found it's like there's a direct line from there to here. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what got me actually to watch Gravity Falls was I heard that Matt Chapman of Homestar Runner was part of it and does yeah. some work on it. And I also heard the name Grunkle Stan, which <laughs> feels, which isn't written by them, but feels so no, much like a Homestar Runner. but it definitely feels like a strong bad drew a character named Grunkle Stan. 
Great Uncle Stan. Grunk, Grunkle Stan. <laughs> and like that's that's I don't know. It's 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 got it's it's a, of a similar brand. And yeah. if you like that, you're going to love this. Uh, but I think this is for everybody. I'm not trying to say that it's just like, if you like yeah, my niche absolutely. Flash cartoons I, I, from the I, late I, 90s. I was, I was never a Homestar guy, really. I've seen a few, mm. and I, I don't dislike them, but I was never like, I'm going to keep coming back to this website every week just randomly and hope there's a new one. Yeah, <laughs> yes, totally. that was us. That was, that that was me. me. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reveal something really embarrassing to you all right now. Uh, I've never told another soul about this. Uh, there was a period with of- a Homestar doll? <laughs> No, there no. was a period. There was a period of time in uh, when I was like freshman in high school, maybe maybe sophomore, where like I was friends with a couple upperclassmen who were really into Homestar, and we found out that we all liked Homestar, and uh, they really wanted to make. They were learning Flash, and they really wanted to make like fan episodes, and they were like tapping me to do the Homestar uh, and Strong Bad voices. Sure. And it it went really far along before it sort of fizzled out. Like we were recording lines and stuff on on like shitty old like computer microphones and stuff. It was just it was bizarre. Like I've never gone that far in a fan project before. And it's because of how much I like was so just I don't know. I, I was there every week, Rory. <laughs> I was checking this <laughs> website every fucking week. Uh, God. This is so hard to talk about. We're gonna do this for too long. We should talk about the actual. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna cut ninety percent of all. Of this, no, we can't. Oh, hell we can't. No. I don't know how. I don't know how. You're, we can't. This is so important to understand why we love to, it. Yeah. Week one of our hardcore history <laughs> on Gravity Falls, the four-hour episode. <laughs> four hour, yeah. Absolutely. Well, what's, what's what's nice is that I feel like we can go real big picture on this for a while, and then just be like, "What's our favorite lines?" and not even really yeah. worry too hard about it, because honestly. Mm-hmm. I, I like this part of the conversation a little more, but what totally. happens in what happens in tourist trapped though? Like like yeah. what are the big what are the big important things to know? So I think I think the Dipper and I think everybody else from how much of we get from them in this episode, um, are character types you've seen before. Mm-hmm. And then there's Maple Fucking Pine. <laughs> <laughs> The jewel of the Northwest. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Kristen Schaal, who is my, my, my strangest celebrity crush, but I would drop mm. everything to go on a date with Kristen Schaal. Is that absolutely it, I, I don't understand, but I, I, I would I would do anything for this woman. And she's a horse, uh, which is <laughs> a reference that oh, sounds awful until you know I wanna, the I, video. <laughs> I want to pause it here for a second because so I, I, I know her first as Mel from Flight of the Concords. Same. And mm. for most of yeah. her career, I never got the like hot girl vibe until. Did you see the 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 Weird Al video with her in it? The happy dude. Parody? Yes, I know. Yes, and then I was like, oh, this chick's fucking and fuego. <laughs> <laughs> it's just constant, it's a really, like, it's a really flattering singing, and then her shot, dancing yeah. in an elevator. <laughs> yeah, dude. Okay, it's, it's incredible. I'm, I'm a fanboy for Krista Shaw. And and if you if you need a if you need a, a sort of touchstone for who Kristen Schaal is, she is Louise from Bob's Burgers. That's probably her most notable thing that she has done for like mass Certainly. appeal. Yeah. Um. And she's amazing. Maybe Flight of the Concords. Her... If you're looking for visuals, right. I don't know. If... Totally. She is. But yes. Fucking transcendent as Mabel Pines. She is my favorite human being in the animated universe, and it's because. Of her strange and wonderful mix of incredible awkwardness and huge self confidence. Oh yeah, it's 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 it, delightful. It's so chaotic, and she has this. She has a a sheer delight in life that is so refreshing. Um, I think 
writers and and then by extension the characters they tend to create uh you know are going to be a little more pessimistic a little more apathetic mm-hmm. the a well-written and interesting like just character who fucking loves life is uh, is not normal no mm-hmm. and and she's so she's just so refreshing and delightful she's uh, yeah she's she's awkward when when you know at times she is she's second guessing at times but she's confident at times she's energetic like she's just she's this entirely realized three dimensional character in a now I, I would say this extends to the rest of the characters in the show in time but like mm-hmm. they're kind of caricature in yeah. the first episode like I said nobody no character in Gravity Falls besides Mabel Pines is like blowing your mind with how with how totally. rich and three-dimensional they are right out the bat mm-hmm. yeah and then aesthetically she's like a Lisa Frank notebook just sort of came to life yeah she loves uh-huh. sparkles and sweaters and colors <laughs> and sparkly she's sweaters just, she's great and yeah. sparkly sweaters I also I really enjoy uh, when writers can get the memo that like loving femininity does not imply any other like secondary characteristics about yeah, you know, sure. like like totally. that that mabel can be satisfied with a grappling hook you know can <laughs> can win she her loves prize. a grappling hook <laughs> uh, and as we see in this episode she's also like you know chest deep in puberty and that's a lot oh. of fun uh-huh. especially fi- right. the, the twin dynamic where dipper's not there and they've got right. kind of a budding not budding butting <laughs> Yes. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, over this, you know, they're twins, and that's weird. It's not. It's, it's believable, but I, yeah. I am. I can. I can see myself in that relationship being strained. You know what I mean? Totally. And I. This is sorry. We've gone so long without a clip drop. It's so strange for us. But I have to. <laughs> this is my. This is one of my favorite moments of Mabel history, and it happens so fast in episode one. She is trying to. She's gone a little boy crazy, and she's asking everyone in the universe out. And she's like giving a guy a note and he reads it and it says, do you like me? Yes. Yes, definitely. Absolutely. And the camera zooms back to Mabel. (laughs) I rigged it. Mabel. Uh, Also, even even in the very first, like the literal very, I guess in this, this episode has a cold open, but yeah. Otherwise, if you pretend, if you pretend there's no cold open, you in the trailer, not trailer. I'm sorry. In the uh, what do you in the introduction Teaser. song? Yeah, in the, yeah. The, oh, uh, she's wearing a sweater with Christmas lights that spell Mabel, and the sweater's plugged in. <laughs> it's it's just absurd, and it's 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 totally on point. Yeah. She also, would. can we talk about how incredible the theme music is? I it is love so this good. Theme it's fun so much. It's uh, it's a it's a perfect melding of theme and visual. It's like uh, yeah. They don't. They're not doing a clip show from episodes. It's all like custom, uh, custom storyboarded animation for this intro. Yeah, and they're is, on the ones on that one. It's really like uh, yeah, smooth, good animation no on that. There's uh, there's one of my favorite visual like things of all time, which is a weather vane that uh, instead of the the directions on it, it has the letters that spell out what, and the <laughs> weather vane is a giant question mark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what? and it. It hits on this really perfect tone of uh, the this running mystery, this the whimsicality, the fun of it, and yeah. also these like cool, interesting, dark questions that yeah, yeah. run through the whole show 
that has in the end has like weird reversed backwards uh speaking that you're like wait what what was that the fuck was that yeah there was, was almost like, like a little like a ARG code? that went alongside the first season uh-huh. uh where people yeah. online were like what the hell does this mean like what's the backwards text like what's the weird cipher stuff at the bottom of the credit scenes and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it there there they were they were doing it right they were they, yes. they knew what they were doing um yes. So the main the main thing that's the, the 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 problem this week is that Mabel has finally found a guy to go out with her, and he's clearly a zombie, uh, like upsettingly clearly a zombie. And uh, and Dipper has found, like we mentioned in the summary, this uh, this sort of secret book that that like details all the secrets of Gravity Falls. Yeah, this is another thing you'll be used to if you're if uh, I'm trying to think of other shows that. Um... I mean, Supernatural definitely has the book. There's there's some mm-hmm. book of of uh, of knowledge. Buffy, I Buffy think has like the Buffy Slayer has book, the Watcher, like the, the Vampire book. book. Yeah, the Watcher Diaries, yeah. the Necronomicon, and Evil and the ne- Dead. Is, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I mean, this Gravity Falls has a very Hellmouth feel. Like everything is attracted to it. It definitely has it a Hellmouth feel. We didn't mention um, Buffy until now. It's definitely Buffy vibes. Yeah. And so Dipper Dipper kind of is the keeper of this journal that he found in a spooky secret door in the woods, and he uses it to understand the world around him. And he finds the page for zombies, and it's like, yep, totally makes checks all the things. Uh, sometimes mistaken for teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a fun little and, dig at teens. And, 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 uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> how sullen and groaning they are. Um, and he spends the episode trying to like follow Mabel on her dates with this uh, with this clearly zombie boy and uh and find proof that he's a zombie because mabel is not having that and uh yeah there's a really incredible turn with some really good foreshadowing that i adore so hard um yeah he he pulls out the book when he's first trying to explain to mabel that he thinks he's a zombie and he's like shabam and he's opened the page on accident to the page about gnomes and he's like wait a minute wait a minute and he flips it and he's like shabam and then it's the zombie page which is so fun when we learn out that they're really gnomes at the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a bunch of gnomes all in a trench coat, basically. <laughs> Just uh, my they... first boyfriend was a bunch of gnomes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they want Mabel to become her their their gnome queen. Their gnome for queen, eternity for all a thousand of them. Yeah, your sister's um, not in danger. She's just marrying all one thousand of us. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, and I love this on for many reasons, but. But it's a great turn because it's one that nobody saw coming. Right. You know, I mean, it, it's there is there is a few a few not giveaways. There are hints to it, but no. Yeah, you, you know, could do no back. Point. They they draw the roadmap after you've seen the episode. You can see how far back they were kind of giving you hints. Yes. But right. watching it, you're really not going to pick it up unless you're, I don't know, very smart. Columbo. <laughs> Columbo. Yeah. One more thing. Are you gnomes? <laughs> I didn't know boyfriend was triplets. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they, yeah, they, they, uh, they really wanted to become their gnome queen, and she is uh, like equal parts heartbroken that her boyfriend's not real, and uh, definitely not going to be the gnome queen. And I really, I really enjoy it. Uh, they, it, they freak out. The other bit of foreshadowing we get is. Um, she has a giant hickey from trying to practice kissing on a leaf blower. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, and then of course she used the leaf blower that apparently has both a suck and blow. And blow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why it has a suck function. I don't know Does if it, leaf. I don't I think, think leaf blowers I, work that way. I but. can only think of that as a spaceballs reference. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's the only way that that gives them the way to suck up a gnome and then launch it and destroy yeah. the other no the, the gnome tower that they've built. The oh, gnome the gnomes Evangelion that they've there formed. are there are two instances so, of Voltroning this week uh, in the Voltroning in both episodes. In this was, <laughs> yeah, so it's so cool. So something that Dom mentioned a few weeks ago in, uh, I think, our Blade episode. Yeah, yeah. Then I think we've all known, and it hadn't been articulated quite so concisely, um, that one of the jobs of animation is to be something fundamentally more than what could be done in live mm-hmm. action, right? To, like, mm-hmm. transcend the rea- the realm of the possible. Yeah. And this gnome monster is sort of uses art to be something it couldn't be if you had a uh, hundred yeah. real gnomes. Not, right. Obviously, no real gnomes, but like the monster sort of melds into itself and becomes this other thing. And it's really cool. It's like, yeah. it's like gnome nachos. Like you see the chips, but there's too much cheese sort of uh, obscuring sure, the, there's the, cheese the on the top. Yeah. Yeah. And and so yeah, you see like heads of gnomes kind of poking out, and maybe some of their uh, their hats, but they just don't draw all the lines. So you're like, yeah, okay, totally, giant gnome monster made of a thousand gnomes. Roger that. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's great. This is also the origin of of again. If you are not familiar with Gravity Falls, you've probably seen somebody on Facebook post a GIF of a gnome vomiting rainbows yeah. uh, at some point. Uh, and that's that's what this this episode this this originates that is you know it's a good visual bit and mm-hmm. you yeah know, it, it it's lasted the test of time uh, on your aunt's gifts <laughs> on Facebook and it's so funny uh, on this show it feels I think without context like an easy joke oh but it's not they don't linger on it in the show it's just it's not a throwaway bit but they. Uh, they move on. It's, well, they linger on know, it's it for nice. the entire credit sequence. They do actually That's linger true. on it for, for yes, about a for minute. The entire, <laughs> yes. Yes. They come back to it. But I don't know. In the episode, it's earned yeah. because they didn't linger on it. It's an iteration of a joke you've seen before that, a I don't know, a unicorn barfs, barfs rainbows. And right. that something magical and, and colorful barfing is funny. Yeah. Um, it's a little funny, but it borders on hack, except for... It made sense in that moment, and they didn't, you know, I guess, yeah. jerk you around yeah. with it. Yeah, I totally. mean, every, you know, the the visual gags are great. The writing gags are great. You know, it just, it, it all, the great visual gag of when the gnomes are defeated and there's one running away and it runs into a soda six-pack ring, plastic <laughs> oh. soda ring, and it gets caught like a little turtle or something in the ring, and then, uh, what <laughs> and then is, a goat is it? Grabs it a, a go- the mouth. goat grabs it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, it just works, you know, and yeah. then you have these really great lines in the script and, and you know, uh, Dipper is trying to hide that he's reading the journal from Stan, or Grunkle Stan, who we haven't talked much about, but is is very funny. Yeah. Um, is a great character. Uh, and uh, Stan hides his, the journal and says, what you reading there, Slick? Oh, I was just catching up on uh, Gold Chains for Old Men magazine. That's a good issue. <laughs> gold Chains for Old Men. <laughs> Yeah, uh, just so that we say it out loud, because I don't know if it's going to come up again this week. The the other part of the, the the main setup for this show is that Grunkle Stan runs a place called the Mystery Shack, 
which essentially is like some sort of horrible Ripley's Believe It or Not yeah. in the middle of a of the of the town. I was gonna call it. I was gonna call it a ghetto Madame Tussauds. Yeah. Well, Mystery Spot is a real place in yeah. Oregon. I think mm. uh, Mystery Spot is, and people have like bumper stickers. They have this whole merchandising yeah. thing about like I went to the Mystery Spot. And sure. You know, well, uh, yeah. I mean, I mentioned Ripley's because Ripley's is also like very. There's like a location on the Oregon coast as well. So like, there's yeah. a they capitalize on their reputation down there. And, uh, yeah, so he's kind of like a charlatan, like, selling fake supernatural shit to people. Yeah, he's got all these cryptids and, and uh, yeah. Yeah, the Sasquatch. Um, the Sasquatch. <laughs> it's, uh, a lot of it's for, for gags um, rather than trying to sell, I, which I think is, is better. They're, yeah. they're over-the-top silly, but otherwise it would be, like, I don't know, taking shots at people who believe in a rat king or whatever. <laughs> <You know. laughs> Yeah, and uh, I think it was I think it was smart to kind of be really cartoonish in those in those um, portraits. Mm-hmm. And the the way that this show kind of dangles the carrot for you and is like you should come back next week is that at the very end of this episode uh, they go to bed and Stan is oh is it so who this whole time has been kind of <laughs> gaslighting Dipper that nothing weird is going on in Gravity Falls? Yes, and and that's why um, when Austin mentioned Dipper was hiding the journal. Because he doesn't want to have this argument with Stan about how uh-huh. there's, you know, uh, Stan Stan has been uh, firm that Gravity Falls is a normal town for normal people. Yeah. And so Cut then to. when we see him uh, go to the vending machine down in the Mystery Shack late at night, uh, and he enters a secret code on the pad, and it opens a secret door, and he goes down inside, and then the credits roll. And so, like, you know, we are, we're, let, we're let in on the fact that, uh, you know, this isn't just, oh, only the kids can see it, like, whatever. Like, there's a adult involved in a weird conspiracy. Yeah, it's a huge and, hook. It's such a yeah. huge <laughs> hook. And the the biggest, the biggest upset, upsetment, that's not the, you know, the biggest yeah. disappointment, the biggest disappointment, I think, or blue ball is that we don't, we don't get an answer to that all season. Like, yep. basically, yeah. the end of the season, we get. A single follow up to that. Yeah, you know? the myth arc starts building, but it starts coming from a different direction for a long yeah, time. Yeah, so this totally. doesn't pay off for quite some time. Right, right. You know, and you know, it, it's 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 understandable why they did that and why they sort of had to bide their time. But boy, it's such a long time. And then in season two, I it feels like, it's like a dam bursts. Like they're like, yeah. oh, thank God we can finally do this. And it feels really rushed a little bit at the beginning of season yeah, two. Too. Yeah, so you just kind of like, um, God, I wish we could have gotten maybe. Some other teases. Uh Uh-huh. 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 Yeah. So, yeah. Hey, that's episode one. Why don't we hear from a sponsor? Let's do it. Oh, me, oh, my. Look at the time, Austin. I am. I am, because I'm going to die someday, so I keep looking at the (laughs) clock. (laughs) Just, yeah. Uh, Do you have, is that on your clock? Yeah. It's the third hand. You don't have a weird clock you inherited from your relatives that say that says when you're gonna die. <laughs> I, I I haven't gotten mine yet. I'm I'm curious who's still got it. Who's the next to go on my line? Um, yeah, sure. But that's that's neither here nor there. Yeah. <laughs> no. For now, I guess it's just time to earn a little scratch for our little for our dinky little podcast. Uh, so if you could do everybody a favor, tell and tell our listeners about split peat soup. <laughs> Okay, so I think I can speak for all of us 90s kids when I say how much we loved The Adventures of Pete and Pete. Mm, mm -hmm. And 
all of their adventures uh, on Nickelodeon. And man, here's the hardest problem. You know, the biggest problem with being a Pete and Pete fan is deciding which Pete is your favorite Pete. <laughs> and Yeah, yeah, that is a huge problem. Right. And so, you know, when I have those complicated feelings, what do I do? I eat my feelings. Uh, and mm. that's where Split Pete Soup comes in handy. <laughs> because this is a soup designed by and for people who can't decide which Pete is their favorite <laughs> Pete from Pete and Pete. And so this is sort of crafted with those feelings in mind. This is this is homespun. It's still canned and made in a, in a factory, you know, and mass produced. But it's got that love for Pete and Pete. Uh, it's got the shapes like it's got the little pasta shapes oh, of, of each Pete. Oh, isn't that nice? And then you can kind of decide which ones you eat more of. Oh, so it's sort of like a, oh, what are they called? Dang it. The the flower you pull the petal off. And... Sure. Yeah. Like a, you know, forget me not kind of thing. Forget me not. <laughs> loves me, loves me not. Uh, except except uh, with every with every bite, you're like, mm, I love you, Pete. I love you, Pete. Oh, now I love you, Pete. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so. I'm just I'm just glad that there's a market for this. And I'm just glad that there are people out there who agree with me. And after all these years, are still kind of living in constant distress. Agony. <laughs> Agony. Absolutely. Of like, which Pete is my favorite? Because you got to know, because that one kid, you know, Dustin McCreary asked me in third grade, which Pete is your favorite? <laughs> and I, I just didn't have an answer. And I still think about it. W would it be an overstatement to characterize your evenings as just one long sustained session where you constantly switch between staring at the clock that shows when you're going to die and thinking about Pete and Pete? Yeah, it's it's constant, my dudes. <laughs> okay. I mean, I just can't tell. I You know, I keep watching the show over and over again, and I'm like, mm, damn, that's still one column for, one column Pulling against. Pulling your hair oh. out watching Pete and Pete. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we're back. Uh, we have we have skipped a few episodes on our sort of guided tour of season one of Gravity Falls. We are watching, we have watched episode six, which is called Dipper versus Manliness. And I'm going to tell you a little bit. You know, this song goes, when Dipper wants to become more manly, he wanders into the forest on an epic quest and meets a strange species that teach him the way of their masculinity. Meanwhile, Mabel tries to get Stan to impress Lazy Susan. Andy, are we not going to talk more about Patreon right now? Are we going to cover maybe oh. our $5 tier a little more in depth and talk talk about well, sort of some other? Uh, yeah, buddy. Yeah. What do you what do you want to say? What do you want to say? What's new? What do you what do you got? You got anything new that you want to say that we didn't already fucking do in that <laughs> giant segment that Make we fucking promise. started the episode Make with? Make a promise right now, Austin, about what you'll do for Patreon, which will do yeah. for a few shekels. Yeah, we're going to add um, a new $6 tier. And whatever Austin says right now, he legally has to do for you. I'm going to uh, let you... Oh, bail, bail, bail. <laughs> <laughs> Piggyback okay, ride oh. on oh. A, a person of your choosing. That's... that's a bit, uh, How are you going to do that? Mm, what if I, I choose Chris Pine, Austin? Well, well, prepare to be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh god no no we can't do this right now we have to talk about more gravity falls uh we, we wanted to watch the first episode because we typically do that and it gives it gave us a nice inroad to talk about the concept as, as a whole mm-hmm. but most people are going to watch that one right but after that we're going to watch three more episodes of gravity falls and we each picked one and rory this was yours talk to me about this one uh dipper versus manliness i i said now uh years ago at the start of this episode that uh (laughs) one might call gravity falls kind of a sort of weird disney sort of twilight zone twin peaks meets star trek and Uh this this episode for me solidified that they're not just doing silly stuff like like the first episode is is very fun and uh, Mm -hmm. mabel getting her grappling hook at the end is is awesome uh, there's so much to love about it, but what it doesn't tell you is this is a show where theme and metaphor and uh, symbolism are going to be part of the show. Yeah. And Dipper vs. Manliness says, hold, hold the fucking phone, man, because <laughs> we're doing we're doing highbrow sci-fi and uh, come with me on this ride. <laughs> yeah. I mean... Highbrow is a word for what happens this week. <laughs> well, I would call it highbrow. I would call it. I would call it. I guess when I say highbrow sci-fi, I'm not talking about this episode. I'm saying uh, I know. taking taking a a let's say a a very relatable um, human emotion and pushing it through a cipher uh, where we're now in the extreme of a fantastic uh situation Mm. that's highbrow science fiction that's like we're not talking about lasers it's not like star wars never does this right there's no no, there's no masculinity episode of star wars (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) no uh i i i was really it's interesting i love i do love this episode and it does explicitly constantly talk about masculinity i don't I don't necessarily love where we land on it, but I feel like it's a pretty good way to land. Uh, it's, it's, I think it's nice because it's, it, there's a little nuance as you, as you sort of allude to. Yeah. You don't want something too preachy. This, yeah. this lands somewhere. It doesn't, it, it feels like, it feels, uh, yeah, it thought, uh, yeah, nuanced. Yeah. Uh, what I think, so there are shows that I really enjoy that, they're sort of teen boy characters. I like it when they are sort of a view of what of what boys could be or, or maybe should be or should aspire to be. And then there's also just as much value in kind of showing boys where they are. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And this, yeah. in this case, Dipper is very much sort of a shitty little boy. Uh, <laughs> who kind of is how boys are and can be. Um, yeah. And we kind of get to see him sort of fail and, and struggle in that way. And there are times, there are episodes, especially in season one, they really hit Dipper hard on his crush on Wendy. And we're, I think we're like, enough. <laughs> you know, yeah. it kind of gets yeah. old and they realize that. And they kind of scale it back. And yeah, they Wendy, take it to Wendy, a nice place. Uh, who we have not mentioned yet is another employee of the mystery shack. She's a, she's an older kid. Uh, Dipper's what, like 12, 13, something like that. They're, and, and, they, they turn 13 in this, not in this episode, but in the first season. Right. right. 
And, and I think she's only Wendy's 15. Like, yeah, she's like 15, but like, you know, that's kind of a gulf. It's the difference between all, like just out of middle yeah. school and like, especially with how, especially with how she's in drawn and portrayed. Yeah. She's, she has, a, she has a wisdom beyond her years. And well, yep. uh, also she's is, played by, I think everybody's crush, Linda Cardellini. Oh my God. I love yeah. her so much. I mean, who, who does not have a big old crush on that, on that lady on Linda Cardellini and Freaks and Geeks and ER is Linda Cardellini. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to destroy Hawkeye and steal his wife. Because she, <laughs> she's MCU's you Laura Barton. It, Clint. Yeah. <laughs> you fucked up, Clint. <laughs> uh, yeah. So she's, she's really great. And we don't, we don't, we're not there yet in the show. He's not like fully, we're not every episode that we spend with Depper, Dipper is not fully exploring his incredibly embarrassing crush on Wendy. Right now, what we're dealing with is Dipper's just desire to seem like a guy. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's this, interesting. This could be a Wendy episode if, and we, it, it feels like they just maybe hadn't even figured it out yet, but I'm not even sure that's right because I think we've had a Wendy episode that we've skipped at this point. Yeah. I guess, um, I guess what I like about it, if I'm going to say she's something at I the really bar, like. She's at the pancake bar and it's her dad that sort of wins the, yeah. it feels like it could have been like if it was 10 minutes longer. We'd be dealing yeah. with Dipper's crush, but it's but I not guess, in this episode. I guess I appreciate that, though, right? Because like, totally. it, lets a, it lets us sort of focus in on masculinity without making it be about uh, heterosexuality. You know what I yeah, mean? Totally. Yeah, totally. Like, like, we don't have to worry about him being into somebody. This is about his gender and like not feeling like he lives up to expectations for it. And I think that that's maybe stronger because of it. Uh, we get to really dive <laughs> I, in on it. It has such a fun early line when D- Dipper is 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 struggling with his masculinity and this this woman on the street is looking for the mailman <laughs> i'm sorry i was looking for the mailman oh what are you saying i'm not a male man is that what you're trying to say i'm not male i'm i'm not a man is that is that what you're getting at are you crying <laughs> <laughs> are you crying <laughs> and he God. just books it into the woods Oh, to be yeah. alone so with his jerky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a little also, goblin. <laughs> it's also established at the at the diner where Mabel and Grunkle stand and he are uh that they call him out that he uh was caught listening to Baba. Uh, Icelandic Isla- pop sensation yes. Baba. <laughs> yeah, Disco Girl. Disco Girl coming through that girl is you. The start of the a running bit on Gravity Falls is this sort of serial numbers filed off uh, store brand name of yeah. all popular music is going to be constantly uh-huh. sort of uh, generalized to the point of almost obscurity, except yes. it's so popular well, you can kind of figure it out. Uh-huh. And here's another thing that I really I love that is also had something in common with Homestar Runner is this sort of rejection of pop culture, explicit pop culture references by name, and instead sort of going this sort of sideways route that allows them to sort of claim it as their own joke, but also it's just not lazy. It's funny. It's so much funnier to allude to groups like ABBA, but also just not rely on like, hey, who's the Tom Cruise over there? Right. (laughs) I don't know. Just like. What are you? What are well, you? This Sharon fucking Mr. Stone? Peanut motherfucker. And it's uh, a good. It's a good format for a joke. Like all of these lyrics are basically verbatim, just replacing all proper nouns with <laughs> vaguer ones. Yeah. Uh, 
I mean, <laughs> uh, uh, as well as other things. I don't want to. I don't want to uh, be diminutive of, of the work that goes into them, but they are. They're like so. It's a really replicatable formula, and it's always funny to hear a popular song just kind of distilled through, into nothing pu- pushed through this <laughs> filter yeah uh-huh. yeah and i would i would ask to your point austin i think baba is maybe the most overt thing that they do in the whole yeah, show it's true they, usually, they, it's, they kind of stop referencing the artist after this one after uh-huh. they sort of, right right yeah like several times yeah the boys the boy band later because <laughs> they do um i don't know if it's supposed to be i have the tiger there's a there's a tiger reference uh, yes um, they, when they do a montage a, song yeah, they do a montage song, but it's got a slightly different energy than Eye of the Tiger, so I wasn't positive. Yeah, so so Dipper, we'll we'll finish setting up Dipper's plot line. He is he's in the uh, the the pancake bar. He's in the diner, and <laughs> he there's a there's a manliness tester. You know, one of those big squeezies, the squeezy boys. Uh, he walks are up you, to it and are he you, says, "Is that what? is that a crack at my expense that I?" <laughs> forgot what diners were <laughs> thought he was at a pancake bar yes sorry i'll just say that right now if we want to have a fight about it let's have a fight about it the joke's at your expense rory fucking deal with it uh no he has a great line he walks up to this thing and he's like he's like i'm gonna prove it and he says all right dipper time to manhandle this man handle <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it proclaims him a wimp, and then Wendy's lumber father is her. her uh, it, it also his prize is a like a a picture that says "You're a cu- real cutie patootie." <laughs> <laughs> picture of little baby. Yeah, and then and then Wendy's Wendy's lumberjack dad tries it, and the machine fucking explodes and gives free pancakes to everybody. Uh, so yeah, then he runs off in search of his his sort of manliness out in the woods. Uh, parallel to this story, we have a kind of fun B plot where Mabel realizes Stan is into the waitress at the diner, is this incredible woman named Lazy Susan, yeah. and she's trying to get like uh, while Dipper's trying to find his manliness, she tries to find uh, Grunkle Stan's sort of sensitivity Who so is, that he can uh... get with her. Played by Jennifer Coolidge, you might know yes, from Chris- Christopher, Christopher Guest movies. Yeah, uh, she's so good. Oh, I love Lazy Susan. We could drop any line that she ever says, and I we would have laugh. to just to get her vibe, <laughs> just to like, just to communicate her sort of whole thing. Where were you yesterday? I got hit by a bus. <laughs> Hilarious. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Fuck. And, and so, yeah, there's this uh, it's a it's a fun parallel, you know, obviously, you know, I, I already said it. There's a, there's a bit of antithesis happening. That's fun. Uh, let's us explore the concept from multiple angles. And Stan is just demonstrably the grossest old man. Yeah, but uh, he's but he's he's he, he he's both right. He's 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 this uh-huh. terribly gross old man. But he's also this sort of expression of masculinity. Uh <laughs> In opposition to Dipper, he's sure. Uh, he's hairy. He's uh, confident. Uh, he smells. He's covered in flies. He's got good <laughs> man smells. <laughs> he spits a lot. Uh, he has no subtlety. Yeah, yeah, it's it's good. And well, the manators are uh, uh, in contrast. <laughs> oh, you said the secret uh, word. <laughs> are are like toxic in a different way, but also. Especially our our sort of main manator, who's uh, what was it? What's his name? Um, Hudspar. Hudspar um, is, I think, 
a very supportive best friend type. You know, like he, they're they're not they're not falling for the trap of making them a complete caricature of of what they're representing. They right. They've got positive qualities, and I think they that's do. so fun. Mm-hmm. They're ready they, to cheerlead their little bro. Yeah. Yeah, they're not purely negative. They're not everything that's wrong about dudes. They just are everything that's kind of tiresome about dudes. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, and so they're very into punching each other. They don't have a lot of thought processes going on in parallel. And uh, and they're big and they're smelly. And they, you know, they <laughs> during one and of they their, fight the, their they fight the pain hole. Yes, the gauntlet of manliness they put Dipper through. They make him stick his hand in the pain hole. <laughs> right. Uh, there's a the the manatars. So the the Hutzpar, the first manatar, was summoned because of Dipper's beef jerky that he brought with him into the woods. <laughs> um, but Hutzpar, I I love a little thing about Hutzpar is the whole idea is each of the manatars' designs come from like a different like. You know, there's like pubitar and uh, no, it's not, pituitar. It's not, I don't think there's pubitar. I think there's I think pituitar. There, there, it, there's pituitar and pubitar. God, did they really say pubitar? They, they did. This is uh, pubitor, testosterone, pituitor, and I'm chutzpah. Fuck me, uh, man. <laughs> and, uh, and then like chutzpah comes from having chutzpah, but he also, his character design, he has a little yarmulke. And yeah. he's got the sort of. I always side... thought that was a bandana. Is it? No. Is it really a yam? It's a yarmulke. Yeah, it's like chutzpah because, because it's a Yiddish, Yiddish. word. Yeah, yeah. That's and fun. so, and Alex Hirsch is Jewish, and it's fun to have this, like, this, you know, this like Jewish character that is not just like a side character. He's like the main manatee. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's not just yeah. like a. It's like just a, a a thing that's not commented on. It's just a nice little little side detail it's just i've seen this episode many times i never thought it was a yarmulke it always looked like a bandana to me yeah it's a yarmulke and then he's got these little side uh this like um hasidic yeah right with the the sideburns yeah he does have the the hasidic curls yeah yeah one of my favorite things that any of the manatars says uh and they initially sort of reject his uh his desire to get trained by them in manliness and Dipper claims they aren't man enough to train him. And one of the Manatars steps up and says, Not man enough, Destructor. Not man enough. He didn't mean it. I have three Y chromosomes, six Adam's apples, pecs on my abs, and fists for nipples. <laughs> and then he reveals his fist nipples. <laughs> yeah, he definitely does. It's a it's a striking moment. It's a this this episode, I think. In this in this first season, there's a lot we've talked about them kind of still finding their voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, this episode is a very like I hate yeah. to invoke him, but John K from Red Ooh, and Stimpy. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, because uh, of how well when you do hypermasculine shit and you draw things like this, you kind of yeah you channel him a little. Like you say his you name three times him, in a mirror and he shows uh-huh. up. <laughs> yeah, and like there's a lot of Ren and Stimpy in that like fist nipple character. Uh-huh. This sort of yeah. like. Big button. Also in uh, in the in the multi bear, the multi bear, which we'll mm. talk about in just a minute. Now looks yeah. a lot like a John K character design. He does actually. You're right. Uh, the multi bear, famously voiced by uh, <laughs> by Alfred fucking Molina. Alfred Molina. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's this is their final test of manliness for Dipper. Is they send him to kill their their arch nemesis, the multi bear, uh, and 
this is another Voltron. It's a Voltron there, of the, six bears. Sure. It, there, there is a fun moment to, 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 to scale back a minute when, when uh, Dipper is trying to convince him, convince them to teach him the ways of manliness. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he does the whole, like, I guess you guys are chicken. But when they have their second huddle, they're, <laughs> I like the idea that trying to be convincing is like, I think he's some sort of brain wizard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, him using logic is this weird sort of magic. He's a magic, yeah, precisely. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> yeah, but ultimately he gets introduced to their what was it, leader tar, leaderar, 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 who like uh, eats an old man and then like pulls a bone spear out of his chest. Yeah. Um, and is like, you're gonna go kill the multi bear. Here you go, little dude. Yeah. Uh, and man, it turns out the multi bear is actually just kind of a nice guy. He, uh, they, they all hate him because he listens and knows all the words to Disco Girl by Baba. Uh, which is maybe a little bit heavy handed, but like it sells the point pretty clearly enough. Yeah, there's not like a, it doesn't feel organic that they, that tell so, about it. It's like, oh, well, I, well, if I am to die, please just go over to that tape player and play my favorite song, Disco Girl by Baba. It's like, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, but so, so here, here, here is when you see the multi bear, I think it becomes clear a little bit how. This, like I said, so this episode is is really showing off what Hirsch can do with story structure with uh, with the mythic journey. I think uh, if if you look at Lidarar and then the multi bear as the two kind of threshold guardians, yeah, of, uh, they're really different from what you would expect for you know the guardian between Act One and Two and the guardian between Act Two and Three, right? Like. The multi bear is is somber and resigned, and leader R is aggro as shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and it's uh, I guess it's it's nice that it all does tie together in maybe too neat a bow, but like you know, it helps Dipper to to realize what he probably should have realized the whole time, which is that like. You know the manliness that he wants is is <laughs> well. Is it it, rem, it reminds me of in Samurai Jack. So this one is not the the sort of pen like it's not the ultimate episode of Gravity Falls, right? But when I talk about like all of the theme stuff and the structure, it reminds me of Samurai Jack kind of sort of flexing for an Emmy once a season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, giving it giving it a real go. Uh, I, I was also going to say that this felt maybe the most Adventure Time. Uh, uh, it is some yeah. Adventure Time vibes, yeah, for sure. Uh huh. Especially with the multi bear that just screams like yeah. a fucking Pen Ward creature or something. But you know, just sort of like this, this, this dream like weirdness and and completely you know. unexplained and underexplored yeah. in a great way. In a, like they just allow this this thing to be there. Manator is a pun and they, so that's how you sort of get involved and they're basically just Minotaurs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not yeah. to bury the lead, they're basically Minotaurs. Uh, the multi-bear is got like two human bodies and six bear heads and... <laughs> it's very unknowable. <laughs> it's very unknowable. 
Yeah. Uh and and yeah, so so uh Dipper gets to go back and and uh and finally have his stand against the the Manatars and defend his version of masculinity and he says, "Cuz dang it, top 40 hits are in the top 40 for a reason. They're catchy." <laughs> and they all boo him and ditch him to go do something manly. <laughs> uh, and, and I feel very much on the Manator side in that moment. Oh, bo- <laughs> oh boy. When they boo when they boo top 40s and storm off. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, Manatars. Is the real reason Roy picked this episode. Uh yeah, I don't know. I, I like it. And and Stan, uh, who we haven't spent much time with, but you kind of get the gist of his plot line. Uh Stan ha- gets to wrap it all up in a really nice bow. Where Dipper comes back all sad that the Manatars were like, you know, rejected him. And uh-huh. uh and Stan gets it's to say nice. You were your own man and you stood up for yourself. Huh? Nah, you did what was right, even though no one agreed with you. Sounds pretty manly to me, but what do I know? And he says it so much like an like an aside, like it's just some sort of like thing that you know. Well, it doesn't even bear mentioning. Like you just you do what you thought was right. Like that's what fucking that's what you do. And it's yeah, nice. it's it's so the moral of the story is presented like an afterthought. It's yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It is nice. Um, there. Yeah, it's. I'm still trying to understand like this this is actually really not one of my favorite episodes. In fact, it might be one of my least favorite episodes, but that is again not a bad episode, you know. Uh and well, I, I think I think that you I I think it's I don't think it's a bad episode at all. I just think it it doesn't deliver what you know you want out of Gravity Falls in retrospect a lot of times. Totally. Totally. Like, like Gravity Falls becomes a show about a very big story and some yeah, crazy so shit. I, I, I call it my favorite episode, and then I, I suppose I, I could maybe put that in air quotes somewhat. This is this is the episode, first time watching it, I knew I was watching something different than a kind of mm-hmm. Disney cartoon. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I, and I and think I, maybe all of us have a different pick for what that, that sort of thing that got us. Mm-hmm. And I think that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, totally. I I really I really like this one a lot. Uh, I'm I'm a sucker for Lazy Susan. Um, and we get, the the end gag over the credits is uh, Stan having finally gotten Susan's number, and he's just sitting in his house, uh, getting constantly called by Susan, and she's left like forty messages, and he's like, Ugh. <laughs> "How do I get out of this?" Yeah, yeah. The, both of these, I, and I don't remember if every episode does this. Uh, the end credit gag is almost always kind of that that office early office cringe humor, just an uh, a uh, a joke that just goes the whole time. Yeah, exactly. Uh huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and I I don't know. I think maybe part of what it is is that if you're not sure if this show is trying to be a family guy, if this is trying to be like an adult swim show, but it's on Disney XD and you're kind of like, if it's, I could just be watching a show for adults. Like this is so close. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? And sometimes you kind of wonder, like I'm watching this kind of like very close approximation of a show for adults and yet it's for kids. And so maybe I should just watch a show where they can say ass and talk about sex, you know? <laughs> no, I, I Let totally get what ass. you mean. Let Dipper say ass. I don't know. It's it's just interesting. It, 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 it lives in an have, interesting place. It doesn't have quite the wide-eyed charm of an Avatar The Last Airbender, right? Like, 
There are shows that appeal to adults for a wide range of reasons, and often you sort of still see where the inroad is to a to a child viewer. But yeah, this 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 really just feels like a grown up show uh, with uh, you know with G rated dialogue. Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it it lives in a very interesting place, and it's great. Uh, it's absolutely great. But yeah, I think these early episodes really kind of had me still. Trying to understand what it was. Mm-hmm. And maybe still under- trying to understand what it was. <laughs> so you guys have listened through our 12-hour episode on Gravity Falls. <laughs> hey, they're not, if, uh, if, they, if, they, if they resist our call to adventure to Patreon, they're not going to get an episode next week. So this is, exactly. you know, so we've made up for it with that with extra run time. Listen to the first half of this episode this week, and then next week you can hear the other half. <laughs> we should maybe move that that suggestion to the front, otherwise it's <laughs> we, not going <laughs> to... We should cut that suggestion or we won't get any money. <laughs> um, yeah, this uh, I'm so happy to be doing this. It, it would, yes. It would be lovely to do Gravity Falls every single episode. I'm also glad we're not. It's a... Yeah. Sh- it's impossible because I don't want to just like, I don't want people to listen to our podcast and go, I'll watch that eventually. And then have us just spoil everything fun for you. Like we're going to give you a taster, but you should just fucking watch this show. Yeah. Please just watch gravity falls. If you have Disney plus like a good American consumer, but also (laughs) I I think we'd run out of, we'd run out of things to talk about. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I liken this a lot to our, to our, uh, over the garden wall where it's like, yeah, we wanted to do all of it, but, it, you know, and I think we had really good discussions, but there's only so much we can get to. It's just good show is good. You know, yep. it's it, yeah. like like there's structure stuff, but also like do any cursory search. I don't even have to. But like people are doing shows about Gravity Falls. People have talked about Gravity Falls because it's popular and good and, and, and hip. And like, yeah, there's nothing new that we can really bring to the table and spend, you know. Well, the the audience wants to hear our takes on it. Our yeah, hard sure. twist, our, our twisted takes. Uh-huh. Our, our cool Joe Rogan takes on, <laughs> on Gravity Falls. Uh, but, you know, I mean, we just can't, we just don't have enough to do that. No, I'm I'm super pleased that we're, we're going to do two weeks on this. Uh, hey, please give a, a serious, a serious thought to uh, supporting us in any sort of nominal yeah, or, or toss big a way. Toss your Witcher. Yeah. And we're the, we're the Witcher. And the Witcher and, is and, I'm not, and it's us. <laughs> I'm not trying to set up this weird and thing the where like, you can't be our fan if you don't pay us money. We don't actually need you to do this, right? Like, like if you can't or for whatever reason, you're like, no, I don't want to fucking do it. Like, that's literally OK. And you can continue listening to our show and we'll still love you. I just like, you know, it's a fun place that we're making. Roy's tapping on my glass. He wants me to walk back my statement. <laughs> we don't love you as much as somebody who gives one, five, eight, or eleven dollars. To be clear, there's a hierarchy of how much we love you, and we've bifurcated it by how much money you give us. That's a um, good point. It's a very good point. So next week, when we don't have a regular episode for you, and maybe you've wandered off and thought, maybe I'll actually start watching Gravity Falls. In that situation, think about Owl House and how if you were a Patreon subscriber at level $5 a month or above, you could be listening to our thoughts about Owl House next week. So think about that. 
Yeah, I mean, what's uh, what's what's five bucks a month? A buck twenty-five an episode. Yeah, it's pretty good. If you yeah. listen to both of our shows, plus it's extra, even less. plus extra shit. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think we'll talk about this again in two weeks a little bit, but I promise this is the hardest we'll hit it. Uh, we love you. We eh, love our new Patreon we shit. Make that promise. We will discuss <laughs> off air how much we want to. How okay, much airtime okay, goes okay. talking about Patreon? We can these, cut that. We can cut that. These fucking these people who give us no money have no say in how much money we de- how much time we <laughs> devote to Patreon. <laughs> and we when the Patreon uh, when the Patreon uh, subscribers tell us stop talking about Patreon, we'll consider it. <laughs> you gotta buy. You gotta become a shareholder. You do have That's to become how capitalism a shareholder. works. Oh, the ticker just jumped over. This makes us the officially the longest podcast episode in world history. We've just, (laughs) we've achieved it. We just got the record. Tom Guinness is here giving us the record. We are now the longest episode. Congratulations, everybody. We get to really really funny. I just listened to a longer episode the other day. We get to all (laughs) take one thing from Dan Carlin's house. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Somebody say, see you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. Boom. Oh, just kidding. See you two Tuesdays from now.